0: Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of TA Tech Unboxed, the video cast that is interviewing the people behind the technologies that TA and HR teams use every day. Uh, if you're listening to this show, jump over to our YouTube. We'll put a link in the description. where We'll be, be able to see an unboxing uh, of of our guests from every show. Um, I'm Chris Haslam, and I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Darren Bush. Mr. Darren Bush, how the devil are you?
1: I'm very well, Chris I, Yeah, I'm doing well, I'm doing well for uh, for an evening podcast. And who do we have on today's show, Darren? So Today, Chris, we've got Robin Choi, who's a CEO and co-founder at HighSuite. He's passionate and deeply involved in science-backed modern recruiting, hosting a podcast called The Modern Recruiter since 2020. And he shares every week about techniques and recruiting innovation on LinkedIn. Welcome to the show, Robin. Thank you for having me, guys. Very hey, happy I- to be here. You're the, you're the uh, expert on podcasts, so uh, hopefully we'll yeah. learn a little bit as well from, from I'm, you. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. <laughs> Do you have two <laughs> we... podcasts? Because I,
0: I know you from A-Players.
2: Yes. So there is A-Players, uh, which now has become the modern recruiter. And uh consistently has much more views since it's named that way. The content didn't change just the name. But uh, anyway, that's a different different <laughs> discussion. And then Rebrand. there's one in French because I'm, I'm from France originally. So also I have one in French. Uh, that's ah. pretty much the same theme, but in French.
0: Jealous. and so, um, I'm, I'm multi-skilled podcaster. And, then, and your CEO as well,
1: running a company with well, yeah. like 25, 30 employees as well. Okay. Yes. Amazing. Yes, cool, you, you've got the... T-
0: uh trying to understand a little bit more about you and your mm-hmm. experience and then your team before we go into higher suite. Um do you want to give us a, a quick intro to higher suite and then and then my fir- our first question is always what brought you into TA Tech? What's your background? So can we start there?
2: Uh, all right. <laughs> uh the the so the short story is we created Higher Suite in twenty sixteen. So seven years ago. Uh, last October, on the on October 10th, and we started working on it like six months before we we created the actual company. Um, we can were. Can I ask, Robin? Can yeah. I ask,
1: what were you doing before that? What uh, made you do we that?
2: Were, yeah, we were students, so we were still in in university wow. business school, um, and we launched Hire Suite as part of our business school final year. Um, uh, so three people working together, the original idea was do, do you know about the um it called again the uh the cloud score do you remember this does it still exist uh it's a social media score that takes like your linkedin followers uh twitter followers facebook etc and, and gives you a score so it's written k-l-o-u-t if you want to check it out so let me know if it still exists so the original idea was to do a cloud score for software engineers based on github and stack overflow um, contributions. Then, the idea for this was to sell this to companies to assess software engineers. Then we realized that the public activity wasn't enough to assess software engineers. Then comes uh, Ismail, our CTO, who's been doing a lot of competitive programming. Uh, he did the International Olympiads in Informatics. He was coached for the French team. So he really knew how to assess software engineers using algorithmic uh, exercises. And so our first product, like the, the, the first iteration, was doing the cloud score for software engineers, but we never really had a product. We had a few slides. Then the first actual product was an assessment software for software engineers, for companies hiring software engineers. And Because we had a lot of experience uh, doing this, we had a pretty good test uh, in a few months, um, and that worked. We started trying to sell this to companies. A few companies bought it, but most of them were like, okay, the tests look great, but we have nobody to take those tests. So what if you help us find the engineers? Uh, we'll pay for the tests. We won't use the tests, uh, but uh, but as long as you help us find the engineers, we're fine. And so that's kind of how we, to, to answer your question, that's kind of how we got into mm-hmm. recruiting. And at first, like, well, that's pretty simple. You post a job online and you wait for people to apply, right? Like, uh, we never worked, uh, we worked as interns, but never an actual mm. job. So we thought that, like, like, software engineers, you just post and like everybody and you wait for people to apply. And then we realized that it wasn't as easy uh, that you had to go after people to be proactive, to source them, to engage them. And then again, 2016, there was some data on LinkedIn, but a lot of data was also scattered. On GitHub, Stack Overflow, a lot of engineers didn't have full profiles on LinkedIn. That really changed over the past seven years. And so, part of the part of the job was to find those people, and part of the job was to get them to reply. So we engaged with them. We had a because we knew nothing about recruiting members. So we exposed our clients' names and we exposed the missions. And we, and so that made us have a very good uh, reply rate right? because we wrote the messages that we'd like to receive ourselves. Mm. And, uh, and at and,
0: that time as well, that was pretty unique, right? That was super early. Um, yes, for, for, think so. for somebody yeah. who wasn't an in, internal talent person. Yeah, yeah.
1: 2015 to 2016, I remember? It was.
2: Uh, especially in France, because we started in France. Right. So, uh, well, so what yeah, are, the, are you there by? The, what
1: are you advertising yourself as a company? Though you you are like agency in some ways, but you've got this assessment tool in theory that you're, asking you're funneling people to, you get yeah. paid. No, Are we you getting paid this, for a placement fee as well at the end? We
2: stopped, the, we stopped this assessment tool at all when, okay. when we realized people weren't paying for this but for the yeah, actual placement. And then we yeah. charge the placement fee of 15%. Okay. Um, and we, we did two things. Either we engage with a, with a candidate ourselves and that was like a kind of full service recruiting agenda. The companies engage with the people themselves and that was much, much uh, cheaper. And even like the first clients that that worked with us. We didn't even agree on a fee. So when they told us uh, they hired someone, so that was on August 10th, 2016, that's when we realized there was something there. We're like, okay, how much do we charge them now? <laughs> and we, we, they went for 3%, we went for six. I think we kind of found a middle ground of a few thousand euros and we're like wow we're rich <laughs> still students so like that's that's a gold mine let's do this uh, there's a huge opportunity there um yeah so that's kind of how we we got started and then um and and then because Ismail was still here and and like we were obviously pretty much leading the company as well very much involved like we don't want to be simply a recruiting agency um, let's find out how we can add tech to that recruiting agency to automate the work. Uh, the the goal being to be a software company, not a a, a recruiting agency. Hmm. And then I'll spare you the next seven years where we did a lot of pivots. We, uh, we launched in the U.S., we applied to Y Combinator, got selected, moved here for the first time in 2020, then went back to France the day before the lockdown started, then now back here uh, for about a year. And today we do two things. We have, um, we have the software that is a productivity software for recruiters. In the meantime, we realized that finding the leads wasn't so much an issue anymore because it's much easier to find people on LinkedIn. Like LinkedIn search is actually pretty good. You can find people. Uh, there's you no know, people have a lot of internal databases as well. So the goal is not so much find people, finding people anymore, but getting them to reply. Uh, and if you go to uh, sourcing summits, sourcecon, like over the past years, the theme for the talks have really changed from finding people using complex boolean searches, going to exotic websites, to how do I get them to reply. So the software is very much focused on how to get people to reply, how to move a prospect to a candidate. Uh, so we integrate with the with the ATS, um, and we we can also work as a standalone tool, especially for. Uh, staffing companies so that's one part of our products that the higher suite crm uh, kind of inspired by hubspot the goal is to be the hubspot of salesforce or for recruiting and the other product is Suite marketplace which is very much an automated hiring agency where we still charge a placement fee that changes today it's 12 percent um and we have a team of people engaging with candidates nurturing the candidates then uh, clients logging hired
0: Exactly. Like hired yeah. or, or, Absolutely. or, okay, hack a job. Yeah.
2: Or, okay, cool. You, you, you could call it a hired clone. Uh, and is like, it, um, we...
0: Have you got a particular like, t- talent bucket that you're aiming at for there? Is it engineers? Yeah. Is it, yeah. So
2: the CRM is for everyone, and we have people using the CRM to hire accountants. Um, the marketplace is what we call tech talent, so that would be engineers, data scientists, product managers.
0: Yeah. So CRM is I'm building something that's proprietary in mine. Yeah, and the you have a system where you're 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 building a database of your own and giving people access to it. Yes, exactly. Cool. Wow. More than I more than I thought we had. Do you also have? Because I noticed on the site you also have your algorithms. You have an algorithm section. Are you still doing the? Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, um, no. So we don't do the assess. Well, we don't do the assessment per se. So we don't do the uh, um, algorithmics exercises anymore and we stopped doing it all together in 2016. Uh, right. But we do have some kind of cloud score based on the public information. So LinkedIn, um, GitHub, mm. anything that you have. And also the notes, if we connect to the ATS, we'll look at the previous notes. So we use that to um, to rank and to match people and to suggest actions. And then again, it's based on not LLMs, uh, not the latest generation of generative AI, but uh, deep learning, neural networks like the previous generations, embeddings to connect scales together. Um, wow. And we've always had about a third of the team in the data science and, and uh, engineering team.
0: And that's available in both CRM and... It is. What is yeah. the other product called? Marketplace.
2: Marketplace. Marketplace. Yes.
0: Sorry, my bad. Um, cool
2: darren's notes. um
0: yeah he's got it <laughs> <laughs> darren's done his research more than i have wow i mean that's a that's a story um that's a what story. about what about tell us a little bit about the founding story so of course you've got um you talked about the if this isn't different by the way we can cut this bit of course but um the founding when was the when was the peak moment then you thought about the pivot from kind of uh marketplace which i guess is what you originally were in marketplace to mm-hmm. Um, to the CRM where was the like
2: I don't think there was such a thing as a as a founding moment we've always we always had that like underlying technology and our mission is always to help people be more efficient in recruiting remove uh, like add transparency in the recruiting processes remove delays etc so that's like the underlying mission and then with this technology you can apply to different use cases um during the pandemic for instance where everybody was going remote for the like first time to that scale uh, we started doing speed kind of speed dating for recruiting over uh over zoom so it wasn't zoom it wasn't another software but we did this and for six months there was like a, about a dozen people were hired through that model that just lived for for a year when everybody was going remote uh, so we've always led experiments trying to find other ways to leverage the technology and the technology for the crm it's been really evolving from 2016 to today so there is no real founding moment it's just like at some point we're like okay this is gonna be you've, a standalone product it's and, kept
0: like snowballing into into different things as you've as you've been testing new environments and exactly. angles, and that's created what we know as the CRM element today in the marketplace
2: exactly right? and following we've, what our clients need as well mm, um, yeah
0: we've got a question later which th- we might get the most I- oh no
2: yeah um, I'll be back in yeah
0: all right we'll hold then, then. There, you go, there we go um, uh, we've got a question at the end of the show which we always ask what's next for highest week so we'll ask mm-hmm. you that at the end because I'm sure there's some super interesting stuff in there um, as we cut back in Darren do you want to you got a question
1: yeah um, I want to ask about Y Combinator. I know it's probably not to our regular audience, but yeah, can you tell us how you got onto Y Combinator and what was that experience like? Yes.
2: So um, Y Combinator, you apply online and then you find an application that's um, supposed to be for very early stage companies. So it's very much about like, uh, what have you achieved? There is a few specific questions that are very famous, like uh, tell us about a time where you, hacked a non-computer system then you have to to find an answer like something that you hacked in real life so that's the um the application yeah um and then if you're selected you have an interview the interview there is two ways to have it so no i think they do online as well back then it was only either in person in mountain view um near san francisco or and we're very lucky they had a few dates in paris in the office of a company that was just opposite the street from us. So it was like a two minute walk. Oh, that was cool.
1: incredible. Stars aligned. Yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, we had people coming from all around Europe to that interview. It was just across the street. And so he was we just like,
1: there. where'd you come from, Arch? just there. You can see our office yeah. right over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: he's <it's lonely. laughs> <Just> turned <laughs> up. <laughs> um, so that was actually pretty cool because like some people stayed there and waited for hours before the interview. And the interview is 10 minutes. So it's super, super quick um we ended up being selected also because uh the company was already 3 years old at this point or yeah 4 years old so we had revenue previous traction we had a like pretty much uh, very obvious proof of concept so that would have been a big mistake for them to not accept us cuz they also take a seven percent equity stake in the company in exchange for hundred and fifty K. So that like that wasn't a views bad for them. Uh,
1: I wanted to ask about candidate outreach. Could you go to your website and you talk about you know, um how we can increase the reply by by fifty percent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just be really good, interesting to unpack that. How do you do that?
2: So the first thing is there there's two things really. The first one is just being able to be strategic about outreach uh, and especially follow ups. So if you just follow up twice, you get twice as many replies. And that's a number that we see consistently across everybody. There's a lot of people who still cannot follow up sometimes, uh, but it's not really organized. And then if you follow up across multiple channels, if you send uh, a LinkedIn invitation, and, and then every everything is connected. So if you send a LinkedIn invitation, at the same time, you're like, hey, Chris, just sent you a LinkedIn invitation. I just also want to send you an email to... I'll give you more detail because I don't have enough room on LinkedIn or whatever. And then you follow up on LinkedIn and over email. So that's very efficient. That's the first thing, like being very strategic about it. And the second thing is uh, measuring and improving and running experiments. Because if you don't measure, it's like it's impossible to improve something that you don't measure, right? So just the fact of measuring and running experiments and A-B tests has a huge impact on the reply rate. Because um, you're then able to, and that's also back to the first thing to be really strategic about the earth range.
0: Interesting. I'm into this world a little bit because I run mm-hmm. the sales for Move. So we were a sales loft user. We've been a limb list user. We've been an Apollo user um, in the past. So I, I love this little space. We're also a HubSpot user, by the way. I know you're saying you're trying to be the HubSpot mm-hmm. for improving, which is super fascinating. So can you just unpack a few? Features. I know we're going to do the demo, and and everybody's going to have access to look at it. But like, just unpack a few features because you mentioned there. Sync. So I, I find I find applicant. I assume I sync them. How how do I sync them with the CRM? Do I Mm scrape from LinkedIn?
2: So I would say that there's um, there's two big, even three big stages. The first one is how do you find people, then how do you engage with them, and then how do you nurture them. Um, Mm -hmm. So. Like finding people, the features that we have are the Chrome extension where you can import people with a click from any website. So you can import them. Um, Still, in finding people, we can connect to the ATS through the API. Um, So we'll sync with the API, refresh all the candidate database and allow for a search in the database. So that's how you get the information there. Uh, And then we have a search and we have a recommendation system. So when you open up a new job, you can either search yourself pretty much as you would on LinkedIn with a few extra fields that we only have. And um, you can also rely on the recommendation system that will do shortlists based on your existing database. A big part of getting more replies is as well, obviously, reaching out to people who are already warm. Because if you reach out to cold contacts, Lower reply rate, obviously, even people would
1: know you already. Which
0: is the folks that you've already got sitting in your system or it's, that might have been... Right, okay,
2: exactly, call. or a passive.
1: How, how do you track we, the warm candidates then? In terms of like, a, I know they're in your system, but um, how do you... Because I, I remember years ago, Adam Gordon brought out can ID and that's the, the first time I'd seen what I'd say an agency world coming to the TA world, mm-hmm. where it had a point-based system, people who were mm-hmm. engaging. is Do you have something similar or is it what you...
2: We have something similar and we talked to Adam about this and I really like his vision about the scoring system and I really think this is where we also need to go at some point. Uh we the way that we do it for now, it's only in the recommendations, so the short lists. Uh it's based on all the previous activities with that you had with the person. So it looks at the interview notes, it looks at the previous actions, and then weigh that in uh with the, the likelihood. So you get the likelihood that the person in, is interested. And like that a person is interesting to you. Uh, And so we run all this and we generate short lists because it's not so much about like this person is a 92 over 100 or uh, this person is an 88 or 76. You know, like these numbers don't really mean much. Just what you want is this this person is look at this person, they're relevant, and then decide whether you want to reach out to them or not. Uh, So that's how we do it.
0: Is that just with warm or does that, does that happen with cold as well? Uh,
2: that's only
0: with warm. Because you need the data already, from the- Exactly. From the, right. Yeah, I see. It. And then with cold, so I've now, let's say I've, 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 I've bought someone into the system, a prospect, um, I can connect through the platform on LinkedIn or do <laughs> I go, I get bounced back to LinkedIn to connect?
2: You get a, a CRAM extension. So whenever you're on someone's LinkedIn profile, you get that Chrome extension on the right side of the screen and then you click mm-hmm.
1: import and import. That the person.
0: Gets them import. Yeah. And I can do that in bulk. So if uh, bulk, I've got a You shortlist. can't
1: do it in bulk.
0: Right. I think right. LinkedIn I think,
1: allows you to do in bulk. I think that's the, the main challenge.
0: Profiles. There yes. are tools yeah. that do this, by the way, if anybody wants them, DM me, but I can't say <laughs> them out loud on here. Um, um, and then once I'm in, so I've, let's say I've got my shortlist in the system. I've now got my options to run outreach mm-hmm. to these individuals. So, uh, I need to have found a way to get their email address publicly. Mm-hmm. Of course, I, HireSuite, does this Hiresuite scrape.
2: We, the, we don't, but we have integration, especially one like preferred partner, which is contact out. So when cool. you buy HireSuite, you can get a discounted contact out subscription with credits that run directly into HireSuite. So you click on a button, cool. it's exactly as like any other tool. So I can find email and that goes
0: through. And then inside, so inside there, so I've, let's say I've got my hundred applicants. I haven't connected with anybody yet inside mm-hmm. the system. So do I, uh, let's say I'm looking at my long list. I'm like, right. I want to start connecting my sequence. First, first step mm-hmm. in my sequence is run a connect. That is, I shoot my bounce out back to LinkedIn with the Chrome extension. And I hit, I hit connect. Great. Right? Yes. And then can I send in mouse again? Is that the same thing? So bounce straight out like HubSpot. Yes, Great. exactly. Okay. Uh, just the difference oh, with
2: HubSpot, though, is when you go onto LinkedIn, you get the Chrome extension with a text that is ready. So the template is ready. You just have to copy and paste it into LinkedIn. And once you do it, it's detected automatically and then moves on to the next person automatically. So it's unless much, much faster. HubSpot,
0: unless you have HubSpot teams, sales teams, which I have, and you can do it inside HubSpot now. I don't
2: know if you've seen I, that. All right. I'll. Look I'll show into you this because I'll cause... send
0: you a video. I'll send you right. a video after. because okay. we Lumia started doing our,
2: our sales outreach on Hire Suite outside of HubSpot because of this, like, makes it much, much faster on Hire Suite. So, I, you I'd, have I'd be to curious get a to a the...
0: Team seat, which is super expensive, mm. um, All right. but we, okay. we use here because I wanted the guys to do stuff inside HubSpot so we could track um, exactly uh, what was going on. But that's interesting.
2: Calls so uh, FYA, you can use Hire Suite and then use the BCC address so that everything gets logged into HubSpot
0: if like. Just Even so better. you know. Okay, noted.
2: Only- um, and okay, calls. And, and calls. And calls. So um, text messages can go through Hire Suite. You need to get your own phone number on the side. So there's a mm-hmm. bit of setup here. Um, calls, we don't have this yet, but we're working on it, so that you can really like call straight Got from that. the software.
0: Awesome. Like a all in one prospecting tool for yes. like a like a sales prospecting tool, but for meant for recruiting. Excellent.
2: And we're also working on WhatsApp that we'll have in a few weeks. Cool,
1: great. On on outreach messages, obviously that's been the you talk about again the increase in the reply rate. Do you do anything around creating or or you know adding any chat GPT integration yet to to craft the messages, <laughs> or is it all generated by the recruiters themselves or from from you know from their team?
2: So we we. We're like uh, as you know very interested about the lm's generative AI and looked for a lot of ways to use it in a product, but like solve for existing problems instead of problems that people don't have uh one of the problems that people do have is creating the first sequence uh there is a lot of friction here, like what do I say It takes a lot of mental load so we've implemented uh g b the the OpenAI API to generate the original draft for the uh, the sequence. Um, the personalization will do it, and I don't exactly know because I haven't found a way to really make it work with just like the API. And we played a lot, and the personalization ended up being very average and very poor. So we have a, haven't found a way to make it work for now, but we'll definitely keep trying to do it. Um, but also we don't see a lot of people really doing like a lot of entire personalization sequences. That could be- I haven't um, seen it. Yeah. That could be personalized by, yeah, AI. Usually it's like very. very human.
0: Trickify, Trickify have done a really good job for sales teams. I took a demo with them the other mm-hmm. week. I don't know if you know, I think it's Matt. Uh, Fi. No, Max, Max, Max Mitchum um, oh. at uh, Trickify, who's an ex recruiter, funny enough, who's moved into automating workflows for um, sales teams. He's done okay. a really good job of taking multiple data sources, but it's like the layman is not capable of automating the data points that you need to create the personalization like you need some an expert mm-hmm. to to create it but he's done some really cool work there i've uh, i've uh, we've been looking at some stuff for our sales team i'm a big advocate for personalization when we sell in um and it is labor intensive as you as you agree like writing a sequence is a you know, uh a process of writing, review, repeat, test. Uh do you A B test? That's a good question. Yeah, like do
2: our users A B tests?
0: Yeah, so can we do sequences next to each other and or messaging yep, at each stage? Great. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's a that's a tool. I think a uh, big black hole for a lot of particularly in sales, um, but I, I assume for a lot of recruited prospecting tools is that they miss this element, being absolutely. able to see the effectiveness of a message. Um yep over time, super clunky, right?
2: And uh, then about, you get uh, also the like the uh, pipeline conversion across the entire pipeline. So it's not only uh, like uh, replies, but positive replies and people uh, that are interested uh, and then move
1: on to what the they call uh, that, interview what stage. What
0: do they call that? Is that that like tone? Then there's a really thing. ugly version of this, don't they? Oh, yeah. the smiley right. faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, horrible. There's a lot um, of smileys in in my list. um <laughs> Images. Uh, what about um just for for our listeners here? Have you got any tips? What for sequencing? Um, stuff that you've seen that's worked.
2: Sure, I do have like lots of them. <laughs> we did an question. entire hour on this. I did, write a, uh, I did write a guide, an entire guide on this. So the, the answer would probably be uh, check out the guide. And if you want to yeah, okay, add okay, the we'll make sure, we'll make sure uh, the it's free. It's, it's a notion. The, the number, like if I were to give two things, okay, let's do it. three things. The first one is follow-up. Uh, that's the, the best thing you can do. Second one, and the uh, the call to action, make it very easy to answer positively. So a lot of people, will be, uh, are you open to talk about this next Friday? That's not easy because that's a big commitment, like 15 minutes, 20, 30 minutes of my time, big commitment. So mm-hmm. I usually don't reply to this. If you make it very easy to reply, like do you want to see more information on the job? Do you mind if I send a recording of the hiring manager explaining the job? Do you, want, do you mind if I send a more detailed job description? Very easy mm-hmm. to reply yes to this. Uh, Super so interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> and the, no, third, the friction exactly yeah. lower the friction Optimize for the reply
0: it also is particularly in in-mail it's mm-hmm. encouraging a response to the in-mail not so to get bounce book a meeting and you get the email mm-hmm. back right i think mm-hmm. it's a big black hole folks don't know same with uh, connect up top i remember when i first looked at our processes and i was like the guys aren't dropping a connect first <laughs> do you know that like if we get 50 connects in 100 from those you're missing 53 in-mails or fifty free messages that you can send in there, so a lot of folks don't don't know and this stuff.
2: And then those people will will see all your LinkedIn posts, and and next time you want to engage with them, you can still go through the. So yeah, absolutely, I agree with this. Um, um,
0: what about um what about deliverability? Are you noticing? Because I I spotted um, Outreach the other day, it who's it's a sales and enablement platform, posted a note on the new Google and Yahoo um, spam filtering. Um, I mean, like, I don't know many recruiters that are sending five thousand messages a day. Mm. Yeah, but it does concern me that I think that's going to get narrower and narrower over time. How is high sweet um, affecting?
2: We we don't do much on deliverability exactly for the reason that um, most of the messages we don't like. You can even send in bulk, but I think there is a limitation. So, like, you can send about fifty messages in bulk, or hundred or something like this, because. Uh, <clears throat> We're not really built to send a 1,000 messages per day. And that's when you hit the deliverability issues things. And there's a lot of websites that are very good at this. Um, I, I would say that the... Um, yeah, like if you worry about this, you, you probably worry about the wrong thing. Because if your messages are really personalized, interesting mm-hmm. to the person, make it really easy to answer, you shouldn't see any big... Deliverability issues, like you're not to the level you where you get hit
0: spam. Unless all yes. your messages are going spam, spam, spam.
2: Yeah, but then, then why? And so, mm. um so yeah, I don't think it's worth it for recruiters to to build a special specific skill in deliverability because it's, and also like you don't have enough people. If you wanna, if you want to hire JavaScript engineers in the UK, there's like maybe ten thousand people, ten thousand JavaScript engineers in the UK. And you don't want to burn them burn them all. So you don't want to send all those ten thousand messages at the same time. you probably and even in the ten thousand, there's like two thousand that are interesting to you. So um, we're not to the same scale as sales. So yeah, I wouldn't say not an issue for us. Though obviously you want to keep out, keep an eye out for everything. Just everybody, everybody, yeah, the only like part it.
0: of that is, like you say, yes. Yeah, if you're, a lot of your messages are getting, this is spam. This is spam. This is spam. This is spam. Google will oh, yes, and if also like well.
2: also that creates. But that's also like a very deep trend. You know, even with AI, there is more volume. There's more spam. More messages. And if you try and, and f- like, if you're focusing on deliverability, you're focusing on wrong, wrong thing. You should be focusing on how do I build a town pool of people who already know us that are interested in what I, we have to say, and how do I nurture them uh, so as to, you know, if you're fighting with these Google spam filters, they'll always win, yeah. um, and and when they win, you're you're burnt. And if you create right. your own community. And that's a huge competitive
0: advantage Co- community. And the, I've, I've read a lot about them, tr- uh, Googles and tr- trying to move us and LinkedIn, trying to move us more towards cause they've now capped the number of connection messages not yet. without a recruiter license. Right. It's not, not yeah, they, well,
1: they, they have, they have connected. I think mean, it's like hundred, I think, I think generally. it's hundred total, yeah. but there but yeah. was never, and they're going to do it at 10 a day. I think that's the, the future. Right. So they're pushing
0: us towards wanting to advertise on LinkedIn, right? You want mm, to yeah. use single image ads or video ads or, or, or grow your community. So for folks listening now that have, don't know about this stuff, like building community now is a good idea. Yes, <laughs> um, getting uh, now. Yeah, getting that. And they're also capping even, even like prioritizing audience builders, aren't they? I noticed if you are, yeah, people, new, yeah. if you're yeah. a new audience builder that hasn't posted more than once a week for the last like six months, your reach is gonna be limited. Mm. Um, uh, so stuff like that. So, we're we're, we're mm. starting to get under the cost for this. So, the need to get control of how you uh, a system for prospecting talent is, is, um, you know, becoming,
1: becoming, Just, Robin, you mentioned about the uh, three tips you thought about follow up call to action. What, what was the third point? Um, let, let me find
2: one quickly. <laughs> <laughs> the third tip would probably be there is no, um, there is no free lunch. If the job is bad, if the company is terrible, if the gra- Glassdoor rad- ratings are poor, uh, you won't get replies. And if you do get replies, people will churn then during the interview process. And people spend a lot of time optimizing for all the techniques and they should. But also like the, the big part of the work should be to focus on the job, make sure it's interesting, make sure you understand the differentiators um, so you know how to sell it. And that would be like the non tip tip of doing the hard work um yeah. and engaging with people personally and too many you know like in seven years uh, there is this, um you know evergreen fantasy that comes back every year of the i called it the fully automated recruiting machine the farm where you just click on a button and then candidates like a plus plus candidates come and join your company and they're ready to go and you don't have to do anything and i like that's missing the entire point the point of recruiting is that it's competitive if you hire someone your competitor won't have that person and you if your competitor is beating you they'll get all the talents so not just like 50% they get all oh, if they beat you by if they're just 5% better But it's enough to have that threshold where they close everybody because they're like 5% better than you and maybe pay 5% more or something like this. Then -hmm. you get nobody and they get everybody. And that makes the success or uh, the, the failure of a company. So it's competitive. It shouldn't be automated away in a way that we don't have to care about recruiting anymore. Okay, recruiting is fixed. We don't have to do to think about it anymore because this will never happen. And it's mm. the same for like mass personalization. The day that we have an AI powered, very efficient mass personalization, nobody will reply to messages anymore. So back to building your own community and doing the hard work of like- uh, yeah.
0: Well, think about it. If there are mass automated messages going out, as with application forms at the minute, <laughs> That you're going to get mass responses and it just becomes AI to AI, exactly. Yeah, um, uh, and then we, you know, we meet someone at the other end and we, we meet a horse because it worked out to press the button, um, uh, to send things off. So, I, t- I totally agree with you on that. Um,
1: uh, I'm going I'm to use that analogy of the farm, I like it. Is this, this is the same farm that breeds uh, unicorns as well? <laughs> they breeds what they, they breeds unicorns.
2: unicorns. What do you mean?
1: Oh, oh, it's exactly. the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's fantasy. Yeah. Can um, I ask about the on your on your website as well? You you talk about your the productivity productivity tool for recruiters. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's the bottleneck that you see in the recruitment process?
2: Um so one bottleneck that we don't address is the intake, kickoff, discovery meeting, color call, call it whatever you want. Uh, I see that people don't invest as much resources and time here than they should. They end up wasting months and weeks and months uh, down the line from this. We don't address this. I don't really know if there's anyone addressing it because it's like a lot of training mostly, just making sure that people train. Uh, So that's the first thing. And then because of this, then you get poor job description where the like candidates don't exactly understand what's uh, expected from them and then you get to reach out to people that are not relevant and like the entire process then stems from this and then there is the outreach part today which is like finding people engaging with people um it's just hard work and and so people Lots of companies, then again, Second Fantasy, maybe another farm, they're waiting for that like secret hidden website where they where all the candidates came to hide and where if they find this website, they can engage with them. Um, like uh, a few years ago, it was Facebook, then it was Twitter, now it's Discord, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. And, but everybody's on LinkedIn, so they're like, okay, we want to find that website where people are. But nobody reaches out to them. No, it's just difficult. You have to do it, and you have what to do it. The reality
0: a... is that they're robbing because they don't want to be reached out to. They leave places like LinkedIn. I, I always find that it's like I don't think they to... do.
2: I don't think they do actually. Like we, that's not something that we've seen in the numbers. There is more and more people on LinkedIn, and if people don't want to be reached out to, if they don't want, like they just don't reply. But a lot of people on LinkedIn, and there's just like, okay, this is my resume. Obviously, if um, somebody pays me twice as much as I'm being paid today or for a company that's twice as interesting, I'll make a move. So I want to be on LinkedIn. I want to display my information. But most outreach messages I get are like shitty outreach messages or for companies that seem that like, you know, not good. And uh and uh, the pay is not as good. So um so I don't really think people leaving LinkedIn. I really wonder. That's kind of uh I I keep hearing about this, but we don't see this it's in theory. The yeah. yeah, it's theory, I, I
1: hear as well. It's, it's the fact that um, developers are on, on LinkedIn. They're on, mm-hmm. they're on other places because they're mm-hmm. getting on LinkedIn. I'm sure they get expanded. They go into their LinkedIn messages. I mean, I mean, LinkedIn messaging is terrible as a as a as a place. I mean, it's impossible to keep up to date with. And
0: as yeah. a practice, as a practice as well, I think typically recruiters write terrible outreach messaging. Like exactly. coming in from sales into this, in looking at our own messaging, right? It's like, we work we really hard on trying to optimize that messaging. I know your playbooks, Robin, have, have been circled many, many times in training sessions with our, with our team. Nice. It's super difficult. When you, when you put three recruiters together, there is no standard, right? Mm-hmm. There is no standard. CTAs are probably the worst part. Mm-hmm. uh in in linkedin messaging whenever i've jumped in with juniors and talked to tried to explain what a call to action is they've got like four at the bottom <laughs> um they've got like four at the bottom i've enough one. just yeah just, or just, or just one, one that's one that engages like uh, in sales quite, quite often is what we look for is a, a soft affirmative call to action yes is fine i'd like to know more Mm-hmm. yes is fine it's a response to an email so it's good for deliverability it's a, an affirmative response for next steps yes you can share more information yes you can share your meeting link
1: mm-hmm. um
0: is uh it's way more better than uh hey are you free next wednesday mm-hmm. at two o'clock yeah because um, you've sent that 50 times and then all of a sudden that slot's not available and you're just unpicking that right or you just send a calendar link uh, which goes right. into oblivion and you end up never engaging with anyone doesn't want to speak to you. And I agree with you as well, Robin, going back to your point on follow-ups. I remember when I first mentioned that to the team, um, they thought it was crazy. <laughs> we want to send another message. Yes. <laughs> uh, no one's reading but they, that first message.
1: But they, but they didn't want to reply to me the first time, so why are they going yeah. to reply to me the yeah. second <laughs> time? So I don't understand. Yeah. I don't want to be desperate. Exactly, yeah. I've yeah.
2: seen that so many times. If the person doesn't reply to the first message, that means they're not interested, and uh, like that I, means busy. I don't really understand the like the idea behind it. Like I don't want to follow up because if the person's really interested in the company, they would reply to the first message. So I don't want to have like uh, second tier people. I don't know. I've seen that many times. But you've got no um, one
0: that's yeah. what I do you've no got no one no one from the first message and the talent pool is not getting any bigger yeah, unless are going to wait for because, you
2: that's because that's because outreach doesn't work anymore and then people <laughs> like that yeah. should that's we talk the,
1: about the recent announcement with OpenAI I know sure. that you're very much interested in that and you've been uh, I've been looking at your posts as well you've been working hard and creating your own yeah. GPT so yeah you can share what you're doing at the moment
2: so we, we've we been um, I created a first kind of GPD they're called Recruiter GPD was originally a spreadsheet a few months ago connected to the OpenAI API and I created a script, uh, an app script on Google Sheets using ChatGPD to write the script so that would request the API and send reply so the common use cases are writing a job description, summarizing interview notes writing an outreach message Uh, so there's a few um, use cases like this and last week OpenAI released what they call GPTs, which is like, well, I don't know if it's the best name for it, but they call it GPTs. Um, and they make it easy for anybody to create their own kind of recruiter GPT. And it solves a lot of problems that I see. One of the biggest problems I see in companies that have larger recruiting teams is how do we make sure everything is standardized? How do we make sure that the output looks the same? And GPTs can be an answer to this because you can train the GPT once. If you're like, this is uh, Facebook's recruiter GPT, and you use it, you send a job description, and it will just reorganize it in the Facebook way. And if it misses likes information, it will ask questions. So you can do it. Um so you can it build also something that's, a...
0: that's, that's right for your own company with exactly. your own language, right? Exactly.
2: See? uh
0: create a standard for you oh, exactly
2: great. yes another thing that's very very interesting is you can feed it a lot of best practices so this is what a good like ChatGPT has no idea what a good, good recording message looks like and it's um if you ask it to write a recruiting message from scratch it'll well, ask a pretty t- terrible one because there is more terrible messages in the training data set than good messages because there's more terrible messages in the real world than good messages but then you can teach it best practices so you can use our content you can use our competitors content for instance jam uh, there is a very direct competitor they, they're great at content they do a lot of great content they did one uh a white paper on how to write a good outreach message using their data. So you can give that to ChatGPT uh, or to your own custom version, and then it will get better at the task on hand. Same for generating interview questions. So if you give it a list of uh, standardized interview questions that you use or that you find useful for your company, you um, can generate new, new interview questions as well. So that's pretty exciting. I'm currently in the process of we discuss this, I don't feel I can show it for now because I felt like <laughs> uh, it's kind of alive, but uh, not not very proud of it for now. But he I, I still need to revamp it a bit. He says um, that,
0: but on November the 16th, you have a. You have a LinkedIn Live, right? On exactly. November 16th, 40, where you're going to unpack <laughs> it. Yeah, you've got 48 hours Forty-eight hours from this recording. Unfortunately, it will be after we've launched this show, but we'll try to grab, a, there must be a recording, right? Yes, uh, you can be
2: put link. So you it'll be the link. So it'll be on the in same LinkedIn event. So if you can use the link, you can use this. I'm also doing a workshop uh, in Canada next week about about that very specific topic in Montreal. Um. So yeah, I think it's very important that everybody stays on top of this, plays with the thing, sees how much they can use, and uh, and yeah, stay on top of things.
1: What do you, so? You, in terms of you having playing around with it, you mentioned a couple of use cases. Where do you where do you see it going then? Where do you see like a in terms of an internal TA team? What will they be doing with GPTs, like creating like job advert template? Because we have a job advert template yeah. here at Ericsson, so we we have and we make sure that everyone sticks with it. But it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a struggle, like any templates.
2: Yeah, it's a huge struggle. We, we talked uh, about six months ago, we talked with a huge staffing agency, like uh, World Leader, because um, they were looking for ways to standardize their job uh, ads online on their website. And we're like, we'll look at them and it's all over the place. Like, they all look different. I
1: remember. They all look different. Yeah. yeah. The different markets, the, it's just down to the recruiter. If you haven't got the structure, they would yeah. create things, and it'll come from the manager as well. So it would look and and you know when you go, you say you call up American Express, you call up whether you call up the US or you call up the UK, you're getting the same service. Yeah, you get you know you're getting the same customer support, and you want that to be the same if you're applying for jobs in these different locations.
2: Yeah, and even like if you look like different locations, at least you could kind of understand. But here, I'm really talking this like the same agency, same city. Uh, Like, same kind of jobs, different descriptions Um, because it's very hard to do at scale. And we had so suite on the marketplace, we have every candidate on the phone. Uh, We discuss with them for 30 minutes and then we write a summary from the call. And same, we had a template um, and it's about 120 new candidates per week, so 120 new blurbs to write per week. And that's spread across the team. So it's like, like 15 to 20 per person. So it's not huge, um, but it's very hard to keep it standardized. And now what we say is to say, okay, you fill in that template, it goes through ChatGPT, and all the summaries look the same. Um, doesn't mean that it's that it feels robotic. just know like as a user, you know where to get the information. You know that if you look for the school, it will be in the first sentence. If you look for the motivation, it will be in so the fourth sentence. So you're structuring
0: sentence. the information you're giving it in a exactly. similar way, but you're yeah. allowing ChatGPT to then uh, optimize it to look like a higher suite. Um, exactly. Uh, yeah. Brilliant. So that's a, that's have a you tried using Have experiment. you tried using MetaView? Yeah. I team, haven't. Uh
2: I haven't. I know you had uh, Sio on the yeah. uh, on the podcast and uh I'm very impressed with their product. Heard a lot of great things about them. I haven't tried MetaView yet. So I definitely want to Sio.
0: We're going to have to we going to set this up. Yeah. <laughs> we have to set this up. Should I, drop in in, I, I mean actually it takes us on nicely. Well, so. Yeah. It takes us on nicely to our last two questions of today's show and what I've done here is I filled the space so that you can't use MetaView because MetaView has been bought up as the, one of the, one of the tools that everyone's keeping an eye on. Um, what TA tech are you seeing in the space that isn't high suite, of course, that you think is going to have a big impact, um, on the market? Mm. So the
2: main, okay. So I see a lot of people using kind of interview recording tools, MetaView kind of tools. There's several. and uh, definitely think one will like win that space and there's going to be something here. I see a recording team's using sales tools as well, like the sales recording tools. Um, it's the number one use case, the most easily applicable. You end the interview, always, you already get your interview notes. You can share it with the hiring manager. That's like 30 minutes safe per interview. That's huge. So that's one thing. I really believe there will be uh, more on the candidate search. Um, there's a lot of tools doing kind of uh, scraping LinkedIn and fetching the results, um, the Seekouts, uh, Antelo, HireZ of the world. And some of them are using, um, using LLMs and generative AI to make it easier to interact with. One of them being PeopleGPD from JuiceBox. You might have heard about them. And I've seen a lot of people use this tool as well. So there is definitely going to be something there. Um, I think there should be something for it. if you write more than to like ten jobs per month, you should have some start, some sort of standardized thing. Uh, I don't know if there's anyone there yet. Probably be created straight into the ATS or the tool that you already use or LinkedIn or whatever. But I think there should be something
0: there. Providing job descriptions.
2: Yes. Job description, job ads. and
0: you know. so we're, we're talking actually, job ads, yeah? No. Yeah. We we, uh, we wrote, uh, we had a good pod uh, with Bradley from Applied who have got a tool that is it's mainly for removing bias um, mm-hmm. from your job descriptions. But it does, of course, do a lot of optimization stuff
1: in the product as well, which is, I think it's free yeah. to use, Darren. It, it, I can't remember off the top of my head, but... I think it's yeah, free they're mean, I'll say Applied and Texted, but I'm, there's no one really, I think, like you said, there's a gap where there's no one creating job adverts because there's always the opinion that mm. The tools can't create it. Yeah. The, the, the technology still can't create it. It has to be done by a recruiter. But yet, it's always down to the. there's nothing really to support them, to, to mm-hmm. enable them to kind of make it better. Um, and therefore, the adverts are, are quite poor. Mm-hmm. So we're back in that vicious circle again.
2: Yeah. Uh, and then I believe there will be just much more AI embedded in all the tools that we're using, the ATS, LinkedIn. Uh, more people will use ChatGPT on a daily basis, or Bard, or Anthropic, whatever is your thing. Uh, but it just becomes ubiquitous, and we'll use it all the time. You know, like we uh, I'm in the process of changing apartments here, uh, so we uh, I had ChatGPT review the lease agreements. I had like lots of things will happen once every few years, uh, but I go straight to ChatGPT for it. So it's a long train of very different tasks. Um, that will just become much easier to do.
0: I think the term co-pilot keeps being f- thrown around in these shows, right? For AI, mm-hmm. and I genuinely believe that's that's what it's going to be. We'll be able to do our work with a little bit more efficiency and a little bit more yeah. structure and optimization with it. Um, our final question for the show is: What's next for higher suite? Well, I think
2: we hinted at this. Like, there's a lot of things. There's like the uh, possibilities mm-hmm. are endless for highest suites. What we, so in terms of strategy, we're going much more into the staffing space. So less for internal in house teams, but more for uh, either time staffing, agencies, uh,
0: consulting. Hmm? I said hello. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> people we you use... might have
1: a buyer, Robin, uh, on yeah. show. That's the show. That's the leverage. And you sell the podcast. You, you can reach out to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Um, <laughs> people will use HubSpot and want to have a dedicated tool. Anyone? So no. yeah, pretty like- much. Um, and that means we'll be doing more features also for um, to go after clients uh, and client management. So we'll do more of this. And you'll soon have the ability to manage your clients in Hire Suite. Oh, interesting. Um, and then there is much more that we want to do on like building. And I really think we're not so much focused on like high volume personalization and and sending and like deliverability and all this stuff. Because I think that's an endless race, right? You reach a point in six months and then get ca- caught up by um, uh, Google spam filters and then you need to keep it trading. What I think yeah, is- It'll also
0: be a, yep. be a threat in a moment in time, right, Robin? That it will it'll approach you super quickly and you just fix it. You'll catch exactly. the number of sends. Yeah, and hopefully. you're always
2: stressed out because you're yeah, like, yeah. okay, what, what will happen in six months? What I yeah. think is a sustainable, Long-term competitive advantage is building your talent pool of people who you have a relationship with. And Mm -hmm. we'll go much more into this as well. Um, So, for instance, we already have the the QR code. So you can scan a QR code and as a candidate, join the talent pool. So you're not applying for a job. You're just like, okay, I'm interested in the company. I'm not applying just now, but I'm interested long-term. So keep nurturing me, keep building that Mm -hmm.
1: relationship. That, um, definitely, I, I'm a I big fan say. of that. I, I don't understand why the companies don't do that yeah. at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Man, lot why? Of, why? Lot of lot of of. Yeah, it is. And then I, I wrote about this as well about how companies say, "I'm not hiring at the moment." They just have <laughs> these little blockers. Like, but there's nothing else to say. But I'm. I've come to your web page and I'm interested. I'm a buyer, and you're saying, "Nope." No I'm, I'm worth twenty thousand yeah. pounds. I'm worth twenty thousand pounds if you don't get
0: me now. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't get my information yeah. I'm, I'm worth 20 grand to you. so why don't Perhaps you me. take my email address or something yeah. um, and maybe ping me an email once a quarter and yeah. say what we've been up to? you know like I always think like it's a marketing funnel, right? and I'm not asking for companies to email every week with new content. Just mm-hmm. once every three months. What's new? What have you been up to? What did the Christmas Party look like?
2: Yeah, and if um, you think that you can get, you can offer something better than what I already have, well, do reach out. Keep, and yeah, should, posting, even if it's every, yeah. every
0: few years, I, I'm happy. I'm happy to apply again or to let you know I'm interested again. But don't forget me, because I'm I'm worth twenty thousand pounds to you. I think that's the thing: is companies don't mm-hmm. align, they don't they don't see that uh, downstream um uh block or that pain point right Mm -hmm. it's like actually that individual that's right right now is not i was was speaking to someone earlier because i think people don't do it also live in funnel right it's like if you're only seeing candidates that are saying yes to you so using a recruitment agency as an example and that's your only source for seeing candidates you are missing probably 99 percent of the talent pool that's giving you a bunch of information so you're only seeing, let's say, three to five applicants that have been sent and packaged for you. The challenge you've got there is your, it's an echo chamber of success. You think, ah, mm-hmm. oh, there's loads of these. I want to see five more. I'd like to see five more. I'd like to see five more. And the pool is diminishing over time because you're seeing the 1% in that first round. You're not seeing all that data in the two weeks of outreach that's saying, hey, you can't afford me. I'm not interested in this type of company. The value proposition is not resonating with me. That project's not interesting to me, but I like the company. You're not getting any data. Um, I super. I find that as a for some reason, everybody outside of TA doesn't see these issues, and they don't go. That person that wants to work for me is a twenty thousand pound invoice, um, or six thousand or whatever pound invoice. If I get this wrong, that's my fallback position, right? That's the worst mm-hmm. possible thing you do is pay a percentage fee for a hire. Um uh because that's the most expensive, not sorry it's not the worst way it's just the most expensive way to do it mm-hmm. um, so totally agree with you the ne- the big bastion the next big mountain to climb is- like i don't like pool, like community talent mm-hmm. talent community uh, and engaging with them consistently. Are we got any tech on Darren for this kind of stuff? I mean engage was a bit like that wasn't it? who have we got coming up that's a d is a bit about this as well an idea? it is yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, um, it's now, now part of items, but no, no, we haven't got anything on no one coming up on that. We need to. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's a um, big thing. I mean Holeroo is probably in that that um, mix as well. Sorry, Robin.
2: Uh, yeah, no, also because it's sustainable. You're you can sleep at night if you have your talent community <laughs> and then you know that you're nurturing people and maybe it's not growing super fast, maybe it's growing like three percent per month, but then you get more people, you engage with them, and then when once you have a job for them, they're likely to reply. Makes it much, much easier to sleep at night than knowing that the second that Google spam filter catches up with you, um, th- th- then you're dead, right?
0: And then you can switch AI on and get the AI to automate a message to the talent <laughs> community and say, hey, we're hiring. Exactly. It's at that point that you can go, uh, what a fantastic end to the show. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been great. It's already fun.
1: over. No way. Yeah, I know. Sorry. It is. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Robin. Uh, this, it's been yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's been we
0: cool. could do. I could. I think we could turn this into three shows quite easily if we yeah, did. Yeah, definitely. There's, there's yeah. loads
1: of show notes as well, links that we'll put into uh, into the into the podcast as well that you need to give us and make sure folks. And how do how do people reach out to you?
2: And so the LinkedIn. Um, even though I'm not exactly on top of my LinkedIn emails or messages, but I do reply to them in the end. So definitely LinkedIn or engage with my like leave a comment. The best way is leave a comment on my post on LinkedIn or things like this Uh, because I check all the comments and do send me a message as well.
0: Thanks so much for joining us. It's been great fun. It's been. Um, Today. Um, That brings us to the end of today's show, everybody. If you haven't already subscribed, please do Um, uh, down below. If you're listening, jump over to YouTube where Robin will be unboxing Higher suite Um, Thanks so much. That's TA Tech Unbox. signing off. See you later.